Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited for you to hear episode number 93 of our podcast. This episode was recorded live at the Texas High School Coaches Association Convention a couple weeks ago. You're going to hear from Coach Ricky Trujillo. Ricky's currently the running back coach and head track coach at Denton Braswell High School in Denton, Texas, just north of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's married, and they have one daughter, a two-month-old. He's just an incredible young man, man of character, loves the Lord, loves using his job as a coach and a teacher, his ministry as a means to share the gospel. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Coach Trujillo. Absolutely, Stuart. I'm glad we can get together and get this done. Awesome. And before we get into this, I just want to point out to the listeners, this is being recorded at the Texas High School Coaches Association Coaching School right here in the exhibit hall. So um, a lot of activity. So if you hear background noise, that's what's going on. So, And I know you're busy, so thanks for again for, for doing this. But I'd like to start off with some background information. So if you don't mind, just um, tell us a little bit about um, who you are, you know, you, where you grew up, your family growing up, and then a little bit about your family today. Yeah, so, you know, once again, my name is Ricky Trujillo, and um, born and raised in Texas. I moved around a lot, kind of a, a nomadic um, childhood, but, but uh, you know, it, it was good. My father was in the military, so, um, you know, I lived in Florida and California and Virginia uh, when I was really young. Um, and then I went to three high schools, um, kind of all in the, the Dallas area, or one, Bryan, which is in Central Texas, and then Rollette, and I graduated from Denton Ryan. So uh, moved around a lot, got to meet a lot of uh, cool people throughout my journey growing up, um, have a great family. Um, I am currently married. Um, my wife's name is Paige, and a uh, great part about my summer was um, I have a daughter now, so awesome. I have a two-month-old, um, and her name is Sloan, so she is uh, definitely occupying my summer, but in a great way, so she's such a blessing. We're grateful for her. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit about my family background and, and, and me growing up. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on uh, being a dad. Yeah, thank all, you. Thank that's you. fun times. Yeah, it is. So you talked about your family and growing up and move, moving around a lot. It was a family of faith. And then at what point did you um, decide you needed that personal relationship with Jesus? Yeah, my, my family is a family of faith. Um, Christians. My mom is a very strong woman of faith. Um, now we didn't go to church a whole lot. Um, it just you know it wasn't you know we, we went during Christmas and Easter we did That's that right. deal. Um, but uh, I started kind of going on my own with friends later in junior high and a lot in high school um, on my journey uh, to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So. You graduate from Denton Ryan. You end up playing college football at Butler. So how'd you end up at Butler from from the DFW area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, our head coach at Butler, uh, Coach Boris, he he used to be an assistant coach at the University of Texas. So he has some okay. some Texas ties, and um, you know we got in touch with each other. They reached out to me, and the recruiting process started. And um, you know I chose Butler because the, the schools that I was uh, looking at. You know, I just felt like Butler was the place where I'm a big believer in, you know, 
you are who you hang around with and, and the people you're around influence you a ton. And so, um, you know, Butler's a, a very great academic school and I could tell from being there that coaches, kids, staff, very high character. Um, and so I wanted to be a part of that. Um, and I felt like it was a very, um, you know, college is a influential part of your life. So That's right. Um, I just wanted to be around the, the best people I could outside of football. I tried to make it an outside of football decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew I probably didn't have an NFL career or a pro career, so um, you know, I try to think about after after college, after football, and make it an outside of football decision. And uh, Butler definitely, it, it turned out to be that. No regrets. It was awesome. Um, my best friends all now are great men, great fathers and husbands and um, highly successful so uh, I definitely believe that um, it was a good deal for me. That's awesome. So is that you know playing college football is that what made you want to pursue now into coaching and then I'm assuming that's how you um, ended up in, in Indianapolis and then back to Texas? Yes sir. You know I wanted to be I, I realized I wanted to be a coach in high school, and I think it's because um, I had a really, you know, athletics um, kind of defined me growing up, not, you know, that doesn't now, but it kind of defined me growing up, and I had very positive experiences, and, um, you know, I looked up to coaches, and and I just envisioned myself being a coach, um, and being a coach in Texas, so uh, I went to college knowing that I was going to graduate and be a teacher and being a coach. Um, and you know, I stuck to the plan and, and um, coaching still today. So you're at Den Braswell in the uh, North Texas area. So talk about what you, you're coaching at Den Braswell. Then also for those that listen outside of Texas, talk about the pressure associated with coaching uh, football in the state of Texas. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the running backs coach at uh, Denton Braswell. I'm also the head track coach at Braswell, uh, which is which is a good deal for me because you know I want to be a head football coach one day, so it gives me experience as a head coach uh, and working with a staff and also um, helping our football program because our track program is a, a uh, an extension of our football program um, and yeah uh, one of the things that brought me to Texas that I enjoyed is um, you know there is pressure um, it's, it's uh, a results based more than most states absolutely um, you know you got to win or you need to you need to get another job that's right um, and I like that um, I felt like in Indiana where I was at previously a lot of great coaches out there and um, not that there's anything wrong with this but you know if, if you're doing right by kids and, and and results really aren't at the forefront you know you can lose a lot of games and keep your job which is nothing wrong with that but sometimes I felt like uh, there's not a lot of opportunity because there's no there's no movement right. you know so sometimes you're looking around it's like man this this staff or guys, they've lost continuously and there's, you know, there's no movement. Um, so, you know, I like it. I think that's fun. I like the pressure. Um, now, with that being said, you know, I'm a big believer in um, I like to go by a saying called surrender to outcome. And, and if you, you got a good work ethic and, and you're doing things with integrity, um, you can live with the outcome. Um, so, you know, being a, being a spiritual guy, I trust God and his plan. And um, also, there's a there's a book I read that I wish I can remember what it was. They kind of all um, bleed together now, but it's a cool study that they did with um, soldiers. Mm-hmm. And 
the soldiers who survived and did best in battle were the guys who uh, came to terms with they may die. Mm. And so there's a lot of research on um, you perform your best when you, you surrender the outcome. You, you, whether, what, no matter what happens, you're okay with it. You know you're going to give your best and you're going to be okay. And that, that's how you perform your best. When you start worrying about the pressure a lot, that's when your uh, performance suffers. So um, th that's kind of my opinion on, on pressure. But, yes, Texas is definitely different. It's very results-based. Um, but that's what makes it, uh, I believe, very fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So in your coaching journey, is there an athlete or two just from pure athletics that stands out to you? Well, yeah, I've, I've, I'm fortunate enough to coach a, a lot of great athletes, but um, my second and third year out, I coached a guy uh, up in Indianapolis named uh, Gary Harris, and uh, Gary plays uh, shooting off for the Denver Nuggets right now. Oh, wow. And he was a phenomenal football player and basketball player. There's no doubt in my mind that he could be in the NFL right now and probably, you know, your top five pick in the DraftKings if uh, he was in the wow. NFL. You know, he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he signed like his uh, pretty much a Mac extension last summer. So he's a borderline all-star type of kid in the NBA and just um, a phenomenal athlete that could play any sport he wanted to and a great kid also. So, yeah, Gary, when it comes to pure athleticism and the type of athlete, he's, he's definitely the best kid I've coached. What about now kind of on the spiritual side, what about one you've seen – God use you in their life to encourage them or, you know, maybe going through a tough time or whatever? You know, Stuart, there's not one that particularly sticks out, but but with that being said, I, I try to find opportunities every day, not mm -hmm. just with athletes, but with kids. Mm -hmm. You can kind of see a kid who looks like they're just in a daze and that their mind's somewhere else, and, you know, I try to find those opportunities to talk to them and ask about how things are going on at home and, and, and make sure they're okay and um, you know, the same with my athletes, you know, I, you know, at our program, we, we, we give kids rides home and, and bring them to school. And I use that as a time to try to mentor them and talk to them. And, and, you know, I, we live in a culture where, you know, the rap music is really popular and that's all they listen to. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I like all music, but I like to put on some worship music in the morning time and just let them know that, Hey, you know, coach listens to this and this can be a cool deal too. And, um, and I also believe in the butterfly effect. You know, little little things matter, and you never know how just a car ride with a kid, um, talking a little faith, hmm. um, a little encouragement, asking about how things are doing, getting them through a tough time. You may not see how much that affects them right then, but years down the road, um, it may have had a profound effect on them. So sometimes we don't get, yeah, sometimes we don't get to see that end result, that fruits of the labor um, as a teacher and a coach right now because we only have the kids for a short right. amount of time. But I have no doubt that, uh, or at least I hope that I am influencing kids um, in a profound way. For sure. I like the idea, just a simple thing like in your car, the type of music that you yeah, listen to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's may sound like a pretty small deal that, that's a big deal i, I agree 100 you know, percent. that's good let me ask you so you know you talked about the pressure in texas um you know you're married you have a new new daughter so how do you balance the demands of being a husband um I, and i mentioned dad even though it's only been two months yeah, but how do you, how yeah. you balance all that well yeah it, that is very challenging and um like you mentioned my wife was the head basketball coach at braswell the same school i'm coaching at and it was tough. It was really tough. We didn't we didn't have a child yet, but 
her being a head coach, me being a head coach and, and a football coach, we were working long hours and you have to be extremely intentional about keeping um, your marriage and relationships healthy. And um, when I mean intentional, I mean, you know, very intentional. We're, we're part of a marriage ministry um, called the Significant Marriage. and. And we just do little things like every day, no matter what our schedule is like, we try to spend 15 minutes of in conversation. Phones away, we're, we're in a room together, we're talking, asking about how our day is. It could be about anything, but that intentional 15 minutes, not looking down at your phone, um, just, to, just to keep your relationship healthy. Um, we try to, it's, it's harder already now with, the, with my daughter, but we used to try to do a, a, a date a week and that doesn't have to be something fancy. It could be something really small, but just spend time having fun, you know, with each other once a week, um, and just stay away from hurtful habits. Um, yeah. We 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 really try to keep our marriage strong. We're each other's biggest fans. We support each other. Um, you know, you just got to really know your significant other and be very intentional. I could go on about this, but you, you got to be intentional about keeping your marriage strong, keeping your family strong, keeping a balance because, especially in the coaching profession, we spend so much time away from home and and things can slowly drift away from you. And I've seen it happen. And, and so I'm, me and my wife, we're, we're trying to do our best to, to think, keep things healthy at home. That's good. I mean, even if you're, no matter where you are, no matter what career you're in, that intentional time every day without a phone is is vital. Yes. And not easy. No, no. I, mean, well, I fail I, at that often. Absolutely. I'm married 22 years, and I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you how not to do it more than I can tell you how to do it. Yeah. Um, well, I tell that's... people all the time, they're like, "Well, what marriage advice would you offer?" I said, well, "I can give you advice on what not to do versus what to do." Absolutely. Uh, well, that's that's a, that's when we learn the best usually from our mistakes, and, and so maybe we can talk you know, about that later. You can, you can give me some of those uh, mistakes. Not to do. And I've made plenty of those. We all have. So um, I know FCA is a big deal um, in the Dallas area, in the schools. Do you see or feel any resistance um, from the administration, uh, players, parents of being, a, you know, living out your faith as a coach? Um, I do personally a little bit, to be honest with you, as far as in the what I love about FCA is that is the time that I can be very open about my faith. Right. Um, you know, when we have it, we have it once a morning or once a week in the morning time um, in our football field house. And that is the time that um, I can be very open, talk to kids right. about um, God and my, re my relationship with Christ. Now, when I'm in my classroom, I kind of feel like I have to be different. Um, and when, not so open. And with that said, in my class, which I, I teach a class called High School 101, it's it's a lot of character development, healthy relationships, stuff that I believe is relevant to kids now. And I like to teach biblical principles and, and just be, you know, a, a, a great role model for kids. And even though they don't know why I'm you know, op being an open Christian right. to them, I, 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 you, you can, you can communicate with them with uh, truth and grace and and, and kind of be a light in this world for them without saying the Bible and quoting Bible yeah, verses. Absolutely. So, um, I don't know if that answered your question, no, but yeah, absolutely. I, I do feel like I have to kind of be different 
but I'm still being myself and um, trying to show uh, the kids Jesus through me, whether I'm saying uh, his name or not. Hey, you know what? There's a lot to be said with because um, people are going to remember how you treated them. Absolutely. Versus whether you quoted scripture. So to me, you can argue somebody all the time, you know, try to argue truth. But I'm, I'm of the opinion that, I guess there is a time and place for that, but I'm of the opinion that I'd rather love them. Love them to Jesus versus that in-your-face type. Yes. Now, like I said, there is a time to, yep. to bring out the Bible and, and, and really be pushy with that. Pushy is not the right word, but more up front with it. But I, I think what we need more of is just loving, loving people. Stuart, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree anymore. And I think that's how we'll reach more kids and more people that's by right. that. You're not going to reach them by throwing the Bible at them. I don't feel. I, I believe you're going to you're going to meet them where they're at, loving them, and you'll build that bridge to be able to talk more scripture um, after that. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask you a question about um, the role of sports. I mean, there's no secret that um, culture is divided. I'm not going to get into politics, um, but. You know, there's a lot of division, whether it's race, socioeconomics, religion, politics. I mean, there's just a number of things. But sports has a unique ability to kind of tear down those walls and bring people together. So in your experience, whether as an athlete or as a coach, how have you seen where there is division, seen sports kind of tear it down a little bit? Yeah, you know, I believe that uh, sports locker room is the is the is the best example of um, taking taking people from different walks of life, different faiths, different races, um, different uh, family, financial, or economic situations, and bringing them together for a for a common goal um, that is greater than what they could achieve themselves. So I think that's what that, that's an awesome part about sports is you can bring people with very different backgrounds together they can work together they can love each other and you can see how they can achieve things like I said better way more than they could ever do alone and so yeah I believe that you know I'm not I'm not real big on I'm not going to talk politics either but I believe that we can learn a lot from sports locker rooms um, and how it can be done I've asked that question to a lot of people um, over the last 18 months, and it most come back to that common goal. And to me, it's just a reminder. I think what I've been convicted of is I've heard that over and over and over by asking that question is it's really a picture of how God designed us to live and the church, big C, not individual churches, but the church as a whole, there's so much division even inside the church. You know, we argue over petty stuff and it's like the locker room is a beautiful picture of what how we as believers should be living, yes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. There's so much to learn from the locker room that it just tears down all those walls and all those differences. Yeah. Yes. And it's yes. like, man, if we could just grasp that inside the church, we wouldn't have half the problems we have, right? We could change you could truly could change the culture. Absolutely. So let me ask you, um, athletics is a platform. Um, can be used for good or bad. So what would you say to a student athlete or a coach that's listening that is a Christian, wants to use their platform 
better, to make a difference? How would you encourage them to, to use the platform they've been given in athletics? Well, I, I would say be yourself and, and kind of going back to what we said um, as far as loving them. Um, man, I, love is the greatest thing we have, and, and loving kids and loving each other uh, can go a long way. Um, so that would be my biggest thing that I would say. Um, and going back to a platform, you know, in FCA, my wife and I, one of the platforms we feel called to do is, is show kids um, what a healthy marriage looks like. Mm. Since we do work um, in school together, they see us, they know we're married, obviously. And um, so we're also very intentional about showing kids that because unfortunately a lot of a lot of kids at home don't see a healthy relationship they don't even know what it looks like and my wife in particular because she she talks to a lot of the, the female yeah. athletes um, you know they're a little more open about this stuff than the guys are but there's been countless times where uh, my wife has had an athlete talk to her or come up to her and say I just love how you and mm. Coach Trujillo, me, wow. how you guys' relationship is, and you know, one of the one of the cool little you know high school things to say is uh, hashtag goals. Oh yeah, they, they kind of joke and say, man, you and Coach Trujillo are goals, and you know, it, it's actually something that me and my wife take pride in because um, it is genuine, and, and uh, we we want to be a positive example of how relationships should be. That's good. So. Um, this next question is also is actually one of my favorites because I go back and um, check check out the scriptures that I've you know pe- people talk about. So everybody has, or most people have a life verse or favorite scripture. So to ask if you do, or is there one that maybe God has shown you recently that you'd share with us? And like I said, um, this has been a highlight for me because I take notes through this and I've I've. God has shown me so many different scriptures that are reminding me of some that I need to go back to through this question. So I look forward yeah. to hearing one well, from you as well. Well, one of the ones, uh, the scripture that's, that has really been close to me the last few years is, is Galatians 6, 7 through 9. And it's, uh, you know, you reap what you sow. Mm. And I'm just a big believer in that principle that cannot be broken. Um, you know, I'm a believer there's a consequence for everything, good and bad. That's right. Um, the good things you do, there's a, there's a, there's a positive consequence. And, uh, and the bad you do, there's also uh, a negative consequence. Whether you, you feel like you got away without the consequence or not, I believe it's still out there. And even more in this life, I believe there's a, a reaping and sowing even in, in, in heaven mm. um, with, with how you live your life and the choices you make here on earth. So I'm just a big believer in that. Um, you know, being with the, the, the kids in, in school and sports, you know, they, they always they like to talk about what's fair and not fair. Um, I just believe that you, you can't break the law of reaping and sowing. And, and, if, and if you're treating people right, have a great work ethic, you have integrity, uh, you're going to reap positive results here. And like I said, even even exponentially, I, I believe um, in heaven. That's right. Um, and the opposite, you know, there, there's a, there's a negative there's a negative consequence for the, the bad that we all do. Um, so I, I try to I try to live by that. I try to teach kids that. In an example of how I said um, earlier, in SCA, I would probably quote the verse and say reaping and sowing and then in my high school in my classroom I would say um, you get what you give 
It's kind of another way of saying it. Well, what's the consequence for every decision? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. You're, you're, gonna, you're saying the same thing. I'm saying the same thing. Yeah. But, but I tell those kids, hey, you're going to get what you give in life. Mm. You're giving your best, you're going to get your best. You know, if, if you're being a, being a jerk to, to people around you, you're probably going to get that in return. So that, that's kind of an example of what I was talking about earlier, how you can still uh, talk biblical principles um, and, and kind of reach them where they're at. That's good stuff. So last question for you. So the term all-in is, is big in sports. You know, it means a lot. Um, so, but it's also very clear that's what Jesus calls us to do um, if we're going to follow him, is we've got to be all-in. So in a practical sense, Ricky, what's that, what's that look like for you in your daily walk? When I, when I think of that, Stuart, you know, it, it takes me, so I was, um, a few years ago, I was flying down to Texas from when I was still living in Indianapolis, and actually I was, I, I was sitting next to a guy that was a professor um, at Houston, and this is, um, you know, I just got out of college, and I was kind of struggling with the whole tithing aspect, is it, is it really 10%, you know, um, and I asked him, because we started talking uh, faith stuff, and I asked him, you know, does, does, does God really want 10%, and how, wh- what do you feel about that? And, uh, you know, he told me something that, that really rings with me, and he said, God's not after your money. Mm. God's after your heart. Oh, bingo. Okay, so the reason I'm saying that is, to me, being all in is if your heart is after God, to me, that's being all in. That's right. And, and if your heart's in the right place, you're, you're, you're trying to grow your relationship with Christ, um, you're trying to be a blessing to others, then you're all in. And, and we're going to make mistakes and we're going to do good things, but um, if your heart's right and you're consistently trying to be more like Jesus, um, that's going to show out and, and you'll be all in. That's right. I heard... Uh I interviewed a guy recently, and he said, and I never heard it said like this, he said, you know what, all in means I quit. When you're all in with Christ, it means I quit. I quit doing it on my own. I'm giving him, like you said, the whole heart. Yep. And I thought, man, that's pretty good because in sports, we don't like to hear the word quit, right? Right, but, yep. But, when, but with the way he broke it down to me, and he said that's the way he tells his team all the time, even in sports, take out the spiritual side. Just in life, it really means when you're all in for a team, it means you're quitting your personal agenda. Right, yep. And I would equate that into your spiritual life. I thought, man, that is true because it's putting away all my desires and my plans and trusting in his. Surrender, surrender yeah. the outcome, right? That's right. Surrender <laughs> the outcome. Yeah, that's good. Well, I know, um, I know you got a lot going on, um, especially here at the convention, so I appreciate you coming by and taking time to to share. Well, I enjoyed the podcast, and thank you, Stuart. You bet. Thank you again to Ricky for taking time the busy schedule at the convention to sit down with us and to share his story, share his heart for reaching others for Christ, for modeling a healthy marriage. But the encouragement that I took away was that it doesn't matter where you are and what restrictions you may feel that you have. We can always love God and love others. We can always treat people with love and with kindness. And even in a situation in a classroom, and you're teaching even character development, you can invoke Scripture by way you, you teach. But above all, it's how you treat people. It's to be real. It's to model what real love is. 
And we can take that outside of the teaching and coaching profession. That can apply to no matter where you are, where I am, and what I'm doing. It just comes down to if I'm loving God, then I'm going to truly love others. I want to treat them well. And also that that God's just after my heart. That's, all, that, that's what God's wanting from me. When I, when I give God that, when He gets a hold of my heart, He's going to transform me. He's going to transform you to where I will see everybody as He sees them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to treat them well. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be real. And then He's going to give you those opportunities through that, through how we treat them, to share your story. Because nobody can argue your story or my story. So thank you again to Ricky for sitting down and talking to us and sharing sharing your story. I, I hope this episode encouraged you. I know I was encouraged just from the 30 or so minutes that we sat down there at the busy convention floor and, and talked. I was energized after talking to Ricky. I, I, I hope you've feel the same way after listening. I hope you'll share this episode with, with someone. And, and, and the last thing is, if you listen to this podcast, you, you know we love to hear from you. Interact with us on social media. Just search All In Sports Outreach on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also visit our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. A quick note, we're updating the website now so some of the stuff um, you'll see in the next few weeks or so will be brand new so we're excited about that we encourage you to to go back to our website and check it out thank you for your constant encouragement your prayers and your support until next time